0: Yeah. strong
1: and it's sudden yeah. and it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life.
0: Hit it is uh, the, the power, power of, love. of love. It's the
1: power of love. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: Hey guys, this show is sponsored by Ron. The Commuter Collection can get you through any work day. And straight into whatever comes next. Head to roncom slash SOS and use promo code SOS to get 20% off of your entire order. That's 20% off for your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E dot com slash SOS and use code SOS. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Welcome to another episode of SOS VHS. Today, we have YouTuber, comedian, rapper, um, personality, uh, super talented team, Chantaransu, and we're talking about his favorite movie, Back to the Future. So, grab your popcorn, because where we're going, we don't need any roads. <laughs> I <laughs> it up. Actually, before we start, mm-hmm. do you remember when we met? Um, no. Do you remember, okay, because I, th- I thought you wouldn't, because I directed a sketch while you were at Maker. Which one? I directed a sketch, I don't remember. <laughs> what I remember is like, George brought me in, because I was doing, I did one with Bobby Lee too, okay. and, and I would do, I did Puppet Cop with, um, that show with um K- uh, Cass and G. Mm-hmm. And then I directed a sketch for you and I wanted to be like Citizen Kane, you know, I wanted to put the cameras all around and do takes and you were like, this is, <laughs> this is how we do YouTube, you you, you film people, don't know anything. What, uh,
2: what do you remember what sketch I,
0: No, I don't remember. I know it was at your house and it was like, you guys used to shoot so fast. Man,
2: that's <laughs> funny because I feel like now, after just like shooting so many sketches, with maker and like maker was the first time i had my own like you know crew and i was working with real like lighting people and stuff like right. that i feel like now i probably operate way differently than i did back then now i'm like oh let's get these different angles let's do like so many takes you know now right. i'm like oh okay nah nah do this and this and that well well <laughs> so
0: how funny. about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so well uh if you could go back in time hmm you know, mm-hmm. what time would you go to? You know, oh, like if I could go back in time to any like- Yeah, if you in could history. get that De- DeLorean. Oh,
2: <laughs> I mean, let's see. I mean, my first thought is, um, I would go back to one of my birthdays. Mm-hmm. Now this is, this is um, I'll get more historical in a second, but I'll, I would go back to one of my birthdays where, um, I smashed this woman unprotected and I should have worn a condom because it just, she wasn't, I was kind of drunk and it wasn't a very good decision, you know? Uh, And she just wasn't, it just wasn't a good decision, you know what I'm saying? And I look back now, I'm like, ah, I put myself through so much stress for like a month. I should have just put a condom on with that girl. I should have just went
0: home, to be honest.
2: I would have went in and I would have slapped myself on the ass and said, get out
0: of there, man! And then, <laughs> just that's the historic uh, <laughs> run that you want to write. Is well,
2: that... okay. and, and then, and then actually, if we if we're talking historically, let's see. <laughs> um, I would love to go to. I think, I think the man. Where would I go? <laughs> um, maybe I would go back to like when. The everything just I, I, every every th- everything I look back on just feels so miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. it just like it was terrible back then. Maybe I go back to like the '60s, um, you know, where everybody's just like free love and drugs, and you know, um, STDs weren't like as big of a scare yet. I <laughs> right? Feel, like free love <laughs> would have been a fun time to experience. You know, maybe go to Woodstock. Yeah, and just like have a good time. Yeah, that would have been cool. Were man. your parents there? My dad was definitely, yeah, he was uh, um doing his thing in the 60s. He was working yeah. at Woodstock, but he was probably on
0: some type of drugs, yeah. yeah. Sure. And would you have been friends with your dad? For sure. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have had a good time, definitely. Yeah. Would you have <laughs> kissed your mom? You know what?
2: I don't know if my mom was necessarily my type. <laughs> 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 like marty like marty you know marty made out with his mom a little bit yeah. um i don't know if that would happen with me and my mom but um who knows man free love you know who knows yeah who, who you were kissing back then so, <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> all right and if you go if you were to go back to an alternative reality and you met an an alternative you, you know? Yeah. What do you think that person would be like? Or was there a time in, you know, a big decision in, in your life that if you had taken the other path, you would have been a different person?
2: Well, let's go back because my life could have been drastically different because, um you know, I was born in, in Montana, in Billings, Montana. And my dad moved to LA, Long Beach, LA, when I was a baby. So... I every once in a while I think about if I if he would have just stayed in Montana, would I still be like doing this type of thing? Would right. I still be I know, a YouTuber? Would I still be like on TV and stuff? I don't know, man. I feel like if I was mm. in Montana, I would have been, you know, we probably would have been one of the only Asian families out there. Probably would have had a little Thai food restaurant, which <laughs> right. we, which we had in 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 Paramount, California as well, but um maybe i would have just ended up you know i don't know what do they do in montana yeah you wouldn't have this sort of opportunities probably i don't know i feel like maybe i would have been i still would have been a class clown i still would (laughs) have been goofy and and enjoying performing and stuff but probably would just would have been at the local theater in billings montana (laughs) who knows doing improv uh with a bunch of other uh cow folk Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 who knows. Um, I don't even know what they do in Montana, to be yeah. <laughs> but I I would love to visit one day. Shout out to Billings. <laughs> in uh
0: in 1985 when the movie came out, you weren't even born. I so was not yet born yet. When when did you see Back to the Future for the first time? Um
2: Back to the Future was just uh my dad was always uh, it's what was one of his favorite movies too, so whenever it was on, we would watch together and he you know would always put me on to like some classic movies and uh back to the future was just like you know i could watch it over and over and over again you know Mm. and i just thought marty mcfly was so cool
0: yeah so yeah it's uh i mean it reminds me of my childhood too uh, but what what about it makes it your your favorite movie what is what resonate
2: i mean i always liked uh like science fiction type stuff and i also liked um high school (laughs) type vibes as well you know like saved by the bell and that was my shit growing up and Mm -hmm. um i thought it was like it was just a fun mix of you know some little science fiction like i love time travel stuff i think it's it's so such a fun thing to think about and um and plus, like Marty McFly, he's a short king like me, you know, and he's <laughs> right. still super confident, didn't care what anybody thought, um, unless they called him a chicken. Uh, <laughs> and uh, ladies loved him. And, you know, I just and, and you know, I, I always try to rep for my short kings as well, you know, right. just be confident out here, regardless of of the height, you know. So uh, I think I think I just kind of, um, you know, I, I thought I thought Marty McFly was like a like a role model, you know. And um, I think it's one of those movies that you can watch over and over and over again, even though you know it's going to happen, you still get, like, excited, you know? You still feel the tension of, like, oh, my God. Oh, God, he got it. Oh, Like, oh, Lord, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I, I love these movies is because usually science fiction is a little darker or, like, mm-hmm. you know, you go to this alternative realities and something terrible is happening or something and this feels very 80s with the energy and like it's just fun it doesn't matter you know
2: yeah dude that's what i love about i think i love that about 80s movies too you know i love the kind of like campiness fun almost like coininess of it right right and no one does that anymore um i think it was just a happier time for us growing up in that in that in that era and um, you know, it's one of those things that you can watch, and you know, you, it, it puts you in a good mood.
0: Yeah, I think, and the original um, Marty, you know, I don't know if you remember that they they casted Eric Souls uh, as the as Marty McFly, and he was such a serious actor, mm. and he would a- overanalyze things and would feel very depressed in in the in the past because like he didn't understand why, you know, and coming back to a future where like things have <laughs> being altered, he thought, Oh, this is so sad for this character. Uh-huh. He 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 missed on this whole life. So he was always like anal- overanalyzing over analyzing everything. He wasn't being able to I guess have fun. I see, I see. So I think the directors eventually said and the director and the writer said like, no, we we need you know, he's Man. not right like for you're, this. You're killing the vibe. Right, right exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh he wasn't able to get that fun thing, you know, it was like too heavy. Too heavy. Too heavy for <laughs> something light, you know. Um but yeah, were you a, a Michael J. Fox f- fan or is just back to the future? Yeah,
2: I did. No, I love Michael J. Fox. Um back to the future, Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Um man, um uh, man, what else is like
0: uh Well, he, do you watch Family Ties when you were a kid? I watched or... a little bit of Family okay.
2: Ties. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Cuz the, you know, I guess the now is a legend about like how he was shooting family times in the morning and then run to set and shoot uh, Back to the Future at night and that's crazy back from for like not sleeping for a couple months you know because he really wanted to make this movie damn <laughs> that's fun man and you know what that's the thing
2: about Back to the Future too I feel like it was such a good Um, I think I think uh, I think the trilogy is great like people yeah. sometimes they'll shit on the third one but I love the third one too I think it's just, like you said it's just a good time you good know time. it's like it's fun like yeah it's like it takes the kind of the silliness of it next level but but I think they're all just really fun movies, and, and even as as corny people might say it can be at times, it's also very, like, it's still exciting. It's like, uh, yeah. you
0: know, it's a nail-biter, you know? Totally, and it's one of those movies, too, that it happened by chance. Like, you know, nobody, everybody rejected the script. Like, mm-hmm. like you hear that about a lot of movies, I guess, that then make a huge impact. Nobody went... You know, Disney said that it was too incestuous for, for Disney. <laughs> That's or, not, it wasn't incest, bro. It was win <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so it's it's kind of crazy. Spielberg was the only one who actually liked it. And mm. it's that time t- time in, in his life where he could produce whatever. And then he, he was friends with Zemeckis with and Bob Gale who wrote the script. It's amazing. And, and they just made it happen. So... One thing I, I I love about this movie too is the the fact that you know it is at the end of the day about family and mm-hmm. like you know protecting your family. So a question about your family: How how did your family influence your your life? If we go back in time to you know I don't know if Montana or early <laughs> like in California, how how did that? Well, you happen? know what,
2: um, I I was thinking about this recently because usually when I would do interviews, people would always ask like, "Yo." you know, how are you so, how are you such a confident person? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I've always been a very, just confident dude, you know, especially for being like, you know, short and. Yeah. You're not know, like George McFly? Yeah, I'm not like George. <laughs> no. I was definitely more of a Marty McFly, right? Right. And, um, and people will always ask like what are tips for being more confident i never really know what to tell people aside from like ah oh, no man just like you know fuck what people think like who cares life is too short but whatever but then i i never really thought of why uh i was confident because it's 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 difficult to teach right but i thought back to um as a little kid my parents were always super like supportive of whatever weird ideas I had you know I was an only child so I was always just coming up with like weird games and I was like drawing and like playing with myself not like that but well I mean <laughs> like that eventually but yeah you know playing just using my imagination you'll have a right? lot of
0: imagination and my yeah. parents
2: never like made me feel weird they never judged me they were always like down to support whatever thing I was getting into and I feel like that is something that as a little kid it really helps build your confidence you know it really helps like um when you feel like oh okay yeah I can do anything you know and I think that's what my parents were really good at with me is that they were always super um on my team and supportive of of what I wanted to do and um you know, they were always, you know, just in my corner, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like you kind of like uh, went back and reflect about that now that you are also a parent? Yeah, for sure. I think about that because, um,
2: you know, I, I I like that I was able to grow up not judged and, and, and allowed to be weird and express myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, especially with my daughter... I already see her really just being crazy, you know, and I don't want to make her feel like it's not normal, you know, because I feel like when you are when you're growing up, especially when you're a kid and you might do something that's a little different, people are quick to be like, "Hey, you're weird, you know, but I think that it's important to really like. Um, nurture the weirdness and let it grow and, and protect it you know because the world is going to tell you that you're that yeah. you ain't shit you know and that like and you're and you're strange but I think if you can hold on to that it'll it'll take you places
0: yeah I I, I mean I have a five month old baby too and mm, one of the congrats like, man thank you thank you and I I've been thinking about my parents and like you know what what is this Mm-hmm. i mean i guess there's no secret sauce but what would i do to like make sure like you said like that they're protected but also that they grow up feeling confident and they mm-hmm. grow up feeling like okay that they, they can be themselves because a lot of people i've heard you know like they have those traumas of like you know the parents wanted to direct them in one direction which mm-hmm. they are not a part of right then you really just
2: you know i feel like that's how you get sad kids you right know? like uh i mean of course we all grow up you change your mind a million times, right? right. It's like, you're going to find your way eventually. It's like, I mean, let, let, let the kids make their own mistakes, you yeah, know? without hurting themselves. <laughs>
0: one thing, like, now that I rewatched the movie with these new eyes and I, I see that, you know, Marty, especially in the first part of the movie, like, has a mom who is, like, very controlling and mm-hmm. I would never do this, I would have never done that. And then he goes back to the past and he sees her mom doing exactly all the things that he mm. she's telling him not to do, you know? And I feel like, oh, that's what I don't want to do with my right, kids. Right, right. Like, I know that I did, and I'm going to assume that they are going to do them too, and that's uh, okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I think about that all the time too. <laughs> um, This your so, first kid? Yeah, first kid. That's fun. Yeah. Congrats, like, man. Uh, learning to operate without sleep.
2: Yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, no,
0: those first few months are, yeah, yeah. Y- you get to create songs, and I, uh, you know... <laughs> Your creativity uh, was intact. Uh, so, but uh, so I read that from early on. I don't know how how young you were. You had a, a what you call a, a fresh prince. Uh, <laughs> plan for yourself yeah. what 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 did you mean by that and how old were you when you decided to that's what i want to do
2: yeah so <laughs> i, I want to say probably like junior high like 12 ish okay um I, I i made this plan for myself It was called the fresh prince format it mm-hmm. was it was to do everything will smith did in his career follow his footsteps which was uh rap tv movies right because i was like man i was such a big fresh prince fan growing up mm-hmm. and i i felt like you know speaking of like, role models and kids, you know, I was the only child, so I, I didn't necessarily have, like, an, a big brother. Um, so, I felt like watching The Fresh Prince and, again, seeing how, like, confident he was, how he didn't care, how um, seeing, you know, how he was with girls and stuff. I was like, man, this is, he's so cool, you know? I almost looked at The Fresh Prince as, like, an older brother or an old, that cool older cousin, you know? So, yeah. And then... I just became such a uh, Will Smith fan. You know, I was like, man, I want to do everything Will Smith does because he was never in a box. You know, (laughs) he did, you know, he did music, he did TV, then he was a movie star and he, like, started slapping people. And I was like, I (laughs) can do all these things, too. Right. And you did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How how did you make that happen? I just, uh, I just told myself i was gonna make it happen and i did it
0: (laughs) right i mean i'm i'm always fascinated by like you know having so many talents and doing them well because also like light will to you you rap but also comedy you have that those chops and and then you did movies and tv too and it's like oh wow you
2: know and i'm still i'm still working on like taking it to the level that I'd, i'd like to be at but um yeah you know I've 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 done TV and I was able to really um do some cool things with my music and I've done some little movies here and there. I'm trying to make it to that like blockbuster level, mm-hmm. but I've been in a couple movies here and there. So um I think for me, um how I did it was, you know, I um I never looked at it as something that was unrealistic, you know. People always wanna like People would ask me, how does it feel to be living your dreams, right? And I would yeah. always say, like, I never looked at it like a dream because a dream feels like, you know, oh, like, I don't know, you're, you're, you're oh. riding a unicorn through yeah. the clouds and stuff, you know? Yeah. For me, I just looked at it as like... You, we
0: would have a business plan. Yeah, a business plan.
2: <laughs> like, you know, like, for example, I had a friend in, in high school who, you know, she knew she was going to be a doctor. So, you know, she went to, like, took all the bio classes and was pre-med and was a nurse and she's a doctor. I looked at it like that. Like, I know I want to be on the screen performing so i was like okay i'm gonna take these classes and improv classes and i'm gonna you know youtube popped up i was like i'm just gonna put videos on here and i'm gonna work with this person and yeah and continue to elevate and you know learn how to um do real takes when i'm shooting sketches
0: (laughs) and like that you know right right so we You'll make it the moment that you slap someone on on national (laughs) TV. Is that that your biggest, you know, that's when you, the level you want to be at. That's what I'm working towards, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No, Chris Rock specifically. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hey guys, let me tell you a little bit about one of my favorite sponsors, Roan. As you guys know, I like to dress uh, with colored shirts all the time, makes me feel elegant, it makes me feel good. And uh, my biggest issue with uh, with having to wear, you know, shirts and dressy pants every day was uh, the ironing part, right? Like I wake up every morning, iron my clothes. Uh, people laugh at me because I guess some people uh, wear them wrinkly, but I like to look pressed and good. So when Ron came along, I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is it. This is it. I, I just, you know, put it in the washing machine, take him out dry them and they're already uh ready to to use no wrinkles also the anti-odor uh, technology that they have is amazing i can ram play ping pong like I, I i do at the office when i'm not recording and then go back and it's perfect with ron's wrinkle release technology wrinkle disappears as you stretch and wear the product is that easy it is that easy with Golf fusion anti-odor technology you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long and on top of that Ron is hundred percent machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I'm telling you, try it. You're not going to regret it it's, it's it's so cool and so comfortable and it feels so good on your skin. The commuter collection can get you through any work day and straight into whatever comes next. Head to ron.com SOS and use promo code SOS to save 20% off of your entire order. That's 20% off of the entire order when you go to rhone.com slash SOS and use code SOS. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Is it true that you were fired from a California uh, pizza? uh, Kitchen, kitchen? yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I was fired from CPK, (laughs) Um, so silly. Uh, They, were, I, was, I was probably a server at California Pizza Kitchen for like a few years and then they were switching their uniforms to uh, all black uniforms. And at the time I didn't want to wear uh, just an all black button up. I just felt like no, I just wasn't feeling it. So I and this was before Twitter was like what it is today. It was I feel like that not this many people were on Twitter back then. So right. I tweeted at. California Pizza Kitchen I was like black button ups are the lamest shit ever and thinking no one would care or see it Right. and then someone from their like home office DM'd me or whoever ran their socials DM'd me and they're like hey thank you for your opinion on our new uniforms what <laughs> store do you work at and I was like oh shit delete not gonna <laughs> not gonna reply to that and then but it was too late I they guess found some, you yeah somebody from their headquarters uh, like kinda clicked around on my profile and on YouTube it said I was from Long Beach so they called the the general manager of the Long Beach area CBKs. And we're like, do you know this kid? And she's like, yeah, that's Tim. We're like, well, you got to fire him. So. How old were you? Um, 20 oh, something. Okay. A- and they fired me because um, apparently there was something in the handbook that says you're not allowed to badmouth the company on any uh, public, you know, right. a thing. And also they didn't like a tweet where I said, "Um, time to go to work at California Skeets Kitchen. <laughs> they didn't like that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, in terms of like, you know, um, <laughs> Destiny and stuff. Um, yeah. And just the universe and, and things happening for a reason. Um, The week I got fired from California Pizza Kitchen, I won this YouTube contest Uh, where we had to make, like, a commercial for HP laptops. And I won. It was, like, the, the prize was, like, $15,000 or something like that. Yeah. And that was the first time I had, like, a big enough little check in my bank account where I was like, oh, okay, I can – take a break from working a real job quote unquote yeah. and really go hard on these like YouTube, youtube videos you know and then i think that really helped me have some freedom to be consistent and crank out some videos and i haven't i haven't worked a, a, a real okay. job since you know that's
0: yeah it is uh yeah you like in, in in back in back to the future has a lot of those themes of like the fate and destiny so mm-hmm. do you believe that and that do you believe that uh yeah you know in-
2: I think I think there are things that are um, like your destiny, um, and I also think that I look at it like this, right? I think it's a little balance of of, of destiny and and you control your own way, right? <laughs> I look at it like there's this thing that's meant for you to get to, like an island, right? But it's on you to get there. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can set sail there and. The wind might take you somewhere else, but you have to keep on wanting to get there and it's there for you to be to get there. You just gotta keep go get going towards it. You know yeah. what I'm mean? saying? So it's like a balance, you know, like hey, this that's, is meant for you.
0: Yeah. But you have to put in the work. Yeah, that's that reminds me of some, some- advice that like a big director gave me some time is like oh in in hollywood it's not that people don't make it; it is that they quit Mm -hmm. you know and if those who don't quit eventually will get there yeah bro
2: (laughs) look it's just you know i i say this all the time too it's really people get discouraged when um they don't feel like they're making the steps towards what they yeah uh, their goals their goals yeah but i think you know as long as you're making little baby steps even as long as you're working towards it then you you know you're you're going in the right direction you right know, people get discouraged so quick when it doesn't happen when they think it's going to happen
0: definitely i mean i i feel like i i've been there too like it's like you you want your straight line and this is more like a winding road like mm-hmm. um it's time for a rapid fire question rapid fire question thank <laughs> you yeah.
1: thank you i'll take it from here Andres. Okay. you take a break
2: <laughs> Are you i'll quiet, take a dude? break. <laughs>
1: All right, here we go, Tim. Action or comedy? Uh,
2: like, I have to choose one?
1: Oh, yeah. Comedy. Hulu or Netflix?
2: Uh,
1: Hulu. Wow. Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. Oh, oh. If I had to choose, boxers. What's your guilty pleasure movie?
2: Guilty pleasure movie. Uh, Pitch Perfect. What's your
1: favorite movie snack? Popcorn. What is the best trilogy of all time? Oh!
2: Oh, uh, Back to the Future! <laughs> Incorrect. Lord of the Rings.
1: What actor would play you in a biopic of your life?
2: What actor would play me in a biopic of my
1: life? Of uh, The Rock.
0: Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that confidence comes from. Yes, I like, I like it.
1: Tarantino or Nolan?
2: Ooh, Tarantino.
1: <laughs> DiCaprio or Joaquin Phoenix?
2: Ooh,
1: Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Boobs or butts. Ah, butts. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first movie you saw in a theater that you can remember?
2: First movie I saw in theaters that I can remember is um um never ending story. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was uh, terrified of, of oh, wow. uh, those there were those those like guards, the they had the the their, their teeth or something was like yeah. moving. I was really scared. Yeah, I remember that. Uh what movie line do you quote the most? Probably uh Nacho Libre. <laughs> um and there's one random part where he goes, uh read some books. Yeah, go ahead, Read <laughs> yeah, some books.
1: Dude. Uh Dom Toretto from Fast and the Furious is all about Family. That's right. <laughs> Titanic or when Harry met Sally?
2: Oh, uh, Titanic. My first uh boobs I watched with my family. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you remember that one.
1: Uh if it's yellow, should you let it mellow mellow?
2: We've been we've been letting it mellow, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Uh if your life was a movie what would the title be I'm 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 debating going for a, a joke or a, <laughs> or, or a something real. profound <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um uh um uh it would be um uh uh, uh um <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 hard nibbles.
1: <laughs> front of the human centipede or back of human centipede oh, with Anna de Armas in the middle.
2: Ooh, definitely give me the front. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you could erase one movie from your
2: memory, what would it be? You know, there's not a lot of movies that I hate. Yeah, because I'm super forgiving of movies. Usually. Me too. Me too. You know? Yeah. Have you? Do you walk out of movies?
0: So or... I've only ever. No, I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. Um, I've only did it once. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called Battlefield Earth. <laughs> With John, With John Travolta. Travolta. John Travolta and, yeah, 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 and yeah. Forest Whitaker is the right. Scientology. Right. And I thought it didn't make any sense and I was so pissed and I I laughed it. I thought it was going to yeah. be a fun action movie. Walked out. And I walked out. So that's, I guess in my list is like, oh, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, okay. You <laughs> know what? Like
2: my first thought... Um, and I'm such a Will Ferrell fan, so this really hurt me because I was really, I really wanted to like it. But his Sherlock Holmes movie, man, oh, was so it's, bad. It's terrible. It was so bad. And I saw, like, the reviews were bad, and usually when a movie gets really bad reviews, I'm like, nah, man, the critics are stupid, right?
0: Because, like, a lot of my
2: favorite comedies have, like, bad Rotten Tomato scores.
0: Yeah, and so. I'm okay, like, I am, I'm always okay with comedies. They're bad movies as long as they make me laugh. I yeah. thought that movie was oh yeah it wasn't even funny it was just i
2: was like oh what is this i just had to cringy
0: uh, yeah both of them were bad yeah yeah (laughs) um i have a uh a question about so you 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 started doing youtube videos while working at. uh or i thought you yeah you said that you won that contest how long have you been uh doing youtube videos on your own before before i got fired yeah
2: Hmm. Let's see, let's, see, let's see. Probably around around that time. Maybe. Okay, like, oh, so you, hmm, probably a couple a couple years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I so, think. And then, what is the story? How did how do you get to Maker? Because that's not that long after, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So
2: I was, you know, well I, I've been on YouTube since two thousand six. So right. Um, it had been a few years. I had kind of built up my own audience, and then um, so. A lot of the OG YouTubers, we all just kind of knew each other just from different events and stuff like that. And the Ma- and Maker wasn't known as Maker at first. It was known as The Station. You know, there was this like Avengers Assemble of mm-hmm. like YouTubers. And uh, I remember I was kind of with them one night at an event or something. I was like, hey, man, if y'all need an Asian dude, you know, <laughs> to diversify the mix a little bit, <laughs> let me know. And... um and then I spoke to someone who was a who told me like, Oh, look, it's it's more than just the station. It's like a whole thing we're doing, maker studios, and we'll be able to provide this for you. And um and that was like my first real opportunity to have a budget for my sketches, you know, because up until that point it was just me and a camcorder and a tripod and whatever homies could help, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, okay, well let's let's try this out. Yeah. And um and it really did I remember it, it was funny initially, though, because, you know, early YouTube days, people were so used to the cheap stuff, right? So yeah. as soon as you had a little bit of production value, I think my audience was like, oh, man, you sold out. Can't believe you did. I can't believe you're shooting with a real. Oh, you sold out, dude. I was like, <laughs> what are you guys? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fast forward to now where people, if your shit's not super HD, they're like, What well, are you film this on a potato? What is <laughs> this? Well, come on, guys, you know? But um. Yeah, yeah, I think it really helped uh kind of just mold um my my process. Like like you said, right, when when you filmed with me, I was like, "Come on, bro, this is YouTube." Like what was all this like angles and takes and shit, you know? <laughs> but now I think um because of my time with Maker, I really learned like now when I'm on real sets, um I know how shit works, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, and where, let's say I'm on set with uh, someone who was like a TikToker or a Viner and um, they don't know to wait for the slate and, you know, and for sound, you know? It's like, they'll start going immediately or they don't know how things, uh, they don't know the process, you know? So I think that's, I really picked up a lot from working with
0: Maker, Right, and you ride the whole wave of Maker from uh, until the Disney, uh, when did you leave? I left, bro, when...
2: I found out from somebody, not even somebody at Maker, that, um, hey, Maker's not Maker anymore. <laughs> I was like, huh? I was <laughs> shooting something. They're like, yeah, so um, Disney. I think it was fucking Pete that told me. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Or, yeah. Skeleton dude <laughs> was like, hey, you know, so Maker's not. Oh, somebody told me. They're like, hey, yeah. you know, Maker's a Disney digital. And I was like, what? And um, and then everything just kind of fizzled and, you know, went away. But luckily, I, I had stock during the Disney acquisition. So that was that was good. For me, um, and uh, yeah.
0: That was yeah, good. and how was your pivot? Because it was a little bit before podcasting or, or was already, yeah. you know, I guess like you started podcasting a little later, right?
2: Uh, yeah, probably like I, I definitely felt like I was late to the game when I started podcasting and that was right. still like four years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, But uh, in between that and Makers fizzling out, um, was it working a,
0: w- well and out or no? Um,
2: yeah. Uh, when did
0: Maker completely just like implode? I, what, what year was that? I want to say it was 2000, I think it was 2016,
1: at the end of twenty uh, beginning of 2017. I remember February, doing
0: I some at the very, very end. I, I I was never a Maker person, but I would like you know, George and Bryce would bring me in, yeah, and they did uh things that were like they throw a lot of money at stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff yeah. that didn't go anywhere and then everybody was so pissed and the, <laughs> none of the YouTubers wanted to work with theirs. So I guess like when everybody worked, like uh, walk out, like there was no more maker, you know? Right, right, <laughs>
2: right. Well, it was silly because during the end times, you know, I, for years, I had this kind of budget for all my sketches. And right. one day without any warning, they were like, hey, so just so you know, your budget is like out of money. I was like, what do you, what? No one even no one ever said no what are you talking about, right? So I was like, right. okay, this something, something's something's something awry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um I got a while and out around two thousand thirteen and was there from two thousand thirteen to two thousand nineteen. So I guess yeah. I kinda yeah. was doing that during the, yeah. the maker demise. And um and then was still like was just kind of started paying for my own sketches and hiring a crew. Um and um and then I started doing like food content with the homie and, and yeah. um just just, you became your own production company. Yeah, like literally. You knew. You know?
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. What what I guess what did you learn? What is the biggest lesson from Maker that allow you to just keep doing your own thing without, I guess, that structure, that infrastructure?
2: Well, I think, you know, um, aside from just the structure of like how to film a sketch, yeah. you know, I think um it you know, my time with Maker really kind of helped me, I think, evolve as um someone who was just making videos to actually someone who was doing business, you feel me? Like um I was able to look at myself more as like a brand and I was like, now I was negotiating my own brand deals and you know, um I just kind of like I think it just helped me really apply the business aspect of what I was doing a little more, right. you know? Um and I was like, yeah, like these these guys it just kind of they they started doing it, you know? I was like, I can do this shit, you know? I was like, let me let me just create and um put a little money behind it because right. before i just i had no money to put behind it and i was just doing it and i was like nah okay i kind of uh, know how it works a little bit um I, I know how the 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 brand deals work a little better so you know just kind of yeah did my own thing you know oh the sword from kill bill how about that <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> japanese steel um so and then how did how did you get uh involved with the wild and out hmm so now when
2: when i got on wild and out it was the reboot um so okay. wild and out was on when i was like originally on when i was young um i don't know, like high school ish you know? yeah probably no probably junior high i don't know, I forget a long time ago and even then i remember thinking man i would be good on this show because i was still like rapping back then being funny stupid with the homies and then um someone had left a comment or a tweet and they were like, hey, Nick Cannon's bringing Wildin' Out back. And I was like, oh, shit. So I followed Nick Cannon on Twitter. And then one day he tweeted, who's the funniest person online? Whoever gets the most retweets of hashtag Wildin' Out needs me, I'll audition personally. And I was like, oh, shit. So I had already kind of built up a little fan base on YouTube at this point. So I had my, my minions retweet. Right. And then someone DM'd me. And we're like, hey, if you're serious, contact this person for an audition. And I also, um, somebody I knew, like in in the business, like a manager, homie, yeah, had saw he'd see he saw my tweet and was like, hey, if you're serious, I can get you in the room, you know. So, when on the audition, which was probably like a room of six people, one of those people being Nick Cannon, right? Um, and they're <laughs> like. Hey, okay, well, first, uh, rap for us, whether it's like, you know, freestyle or written or whatever. And then they have you rap, and then we play some improv games. And then um, after that, they call me back for the group audition, and we audition with a bunch of other people, a bunch of other comedians. We rap battle a little bit, play some improv games, and then they're like, You're on the show. And, yeah. and I said, Sweet.
0: <laughs> cool. Did, did you guys ever write stuff out, or is this always like, it looked like, improv completely.
2: Well, I put it to people like this, right? Because um, if you watch the show, we really only play like five or six games on repeat. Right. So naturally when you're like in the bathtub or <laughs> fucking eating your sandwich, you're gonna be like, oh, this uh, would be a great joke. Right. You know? So you kind of store it in the back of your brain. Yeah. Um, And of course, there are people who going into it, they might think like, oh, I should say this to this person. Write it down a little right.
0: bit. Right. You, you know, know, the more you know the people, you know, their, yeah. you know how to I guess, joke with them. Yeah. And
2: like the night before, they'll tell us, you know, uh, there's no scripts, but they'll tell us, oh, this person's on your team, this person's on the other team. (laughs) Right. Blah, blah, blah. So if you want to, you can be like, oh, okay, let me write some shit down for this dude, right? Right. Um, But there's no scripts. We just, you know, turn the cameras on and, 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 and
0: play. I mean, I always... You know, since I guess I I watched like Eight Miles, you know, and and watched the behind the scenes, I've always been fascinated with people who right. can so quick mm-hmm. at coming with like really elaborate insults and mm-hmm. a, in a such a fun way and like rhyming and everything. I was like, what what a skill!
2: And look, <laughs> hey, I tell people too, man. Look, um, you know. We shoot for like two hours, you know, because people are like, hey, how do you always come up with such fire? I'm like, I'll tell you what, it's not always fire. (laughs) It's not always great. But the beauty of TV is that when (laughs) it's trash, they cut it,
0: you know? Which makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they shoot it for two hours and they cut it down to a clean, hilarious 20
0: minutes, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. (coughs) uh, Yeah. So now in your latest, I guess... Uh, part of, uh, or your, your, the things that you're doing right now, you're doing two podcasts at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, did, how did you get into podcasting? Did you see other comedians do it or or do you always like podcasting since it came out? I mean,
2: you know, I feel like, you know, everybody, they watch podcasts and they think, I can have a podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm laughing with my friends. This would be a great yeah. podcast. <laughs> but uh, for sure, I just thought, I was already doing a lot of um Talky YouTube content, right? Like, one of my original video series that went well for me on YouTube was um just advice videos. Like, I was doing a video uh, series called Dear De La Ghetto, and um this was back when you know I was Timothy De La Ghetto on YouTube, and yeah, you know, people would write me questions and sex and relationship stuff. So I thought, okay, what a this was a great format. Um, where I'll just sit around with my boy and and uh, and my other co-host and and it'll be a good podcast, right? So, I, I like I said, I thought I was a little late to the game, but my audience was supportive and um and it and it did well, you yeah. Know? Um and then and and you know and you know what, a lot of people that think oh I can have a podcast, they'll they'll do it for a couple months and they're like. I don't know what else to talk about anymore. You know Absolutely. It <laughs> well, Absolutely. Or well, I've seen a lot of people who they'll do it and then without the constant like edit button and and um and the constant like
0: like something there to push it along, it's you get a lot of dead air. Absolutely. Know? No, no. And like there's like the type of podcasting that you guys do like usually I said you guys as comedians, people mm. who can like talk non-stop without right. script like for every week is like amazing
2: well thanks yeah. man you know I, I just also recently got like actually diagnosed with adhd i think that helps to be a podcaster you know because my brain is kind of always You're going always
0: doing a million things at once yeah <laughs> so even
2: when there is a like a second of dead air it's like you know there's somewhere else i can go and so that's a blessing um and then my other podcast which is uh dudes behind the foods it's um my my comedian homie uh, David who, David So David So yeah, yeah. who I was doing um, I do a food show a food travel show with, um, we decided he also has his own podcast but we thought we have like a super similar sense of humor and we like talking about food <laughs> and. We thought let's let's bring on food and eat and chat and uh, you know people like it so yeah it's a good time who would have thought man you know all those years getting in trouble for talking too much in class and <laughs> pay the that,
0: bills <laughs> right that's the, the lesson for 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 your daughter <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's she's gonna use it against you when, when... <laughs> she's like dad I just want to be like you <laughs> right <laughs> so. Uh, do you still audition? Do you still looking for like those movies? Because I like, when when do you have time cuz still write music, you still sing, you
2: I still yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I do I do still audition um um and I'm still trying to write like uh, a movie and stuff. Uh it, it's definitely really difficult to find time, you know. Yeah. Um especially when the baby, my first baby, my daughter when she was kind of new um trying to find time to audition and stuff like i would have to uh do the auditions myself you know when every, when the baby was asleep right you know um didn't have anybody to like read with me you know i just had to find a way luckily for me my first baby was uh you know she was a pandemic baby so um all the auditions were self tapes and all the meetings were on zoom so it was so like did it
0: help you to like yeah i could be home be <laughs> right.
2: baby you know um. Now the world is, is open again, so for sure it's like, uh, you know, if I have an audition, um, it helps. You know, we got a nanny now because we got two babies. It's a lot, bro. It's a game changer, man. If you think you're tired with this first one, just wait till if y'all have a second one, bro. I this mean,
0: if you were to ask me now, it's like, no way. <laughs> I got, I I got two
1: little skeletons. Oh, you, so
0: you
2: feel me, bro. I feel you. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot.
1: It's a lot. Going from one to two. Wow. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. I just, I wasn't, I didn't know it was going to be that different (laughs) (laughs) so when i was already procrastinating on trying to write this movie now it's like when do i find time to write this movie you know and um it just really kind of comes down to um prioritizing my uh the things i do with my time which is difficult like now it's like okay do i want to Watch this show I've been trying to watch on 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 Hulu for like uh, for a month now. Can I binge this show or should I actually just fucking sit down and write? You know, I'm like, god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um so if you could if you could go back in time to give yourself uh advice, you know, what what advice would you give a younger Tim? What advice would I give
2: a younger Tim? Um I think I aside from hey man wear a condom with that girl yes aside from that <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would tell myself um, yeah, I think it would be more so a reminder of what I tell current Tim too you know which is also just like hey man um, who cares what other people think you know um, you got this you're 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 going in the right direction. Just um keep doing what you're doing. And um you know, fuck what people think, you know? Cuz I think, you know, even as a grown man, even after years of being on YouTube and being like, "Ugh, who cares? Who cares what these lame random people on the internet say?" I, every once in a while there's still a time when I'm laying in bed, I will read a comment, I'm like,
0: "Oh, this mother,
2: I'll get my laptop. I'm like, let me reply to this motherfucker real
0: quick." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to be immune to everything, but, yeah. <laughs> um because, like, in the movie, too, like, right, Marty goes back in time to kind of, and has to face a little bit his insecurities, his mm-hmm. fears. Uh, I know you're super confident, but did you have to overcome any sort of, like, insecurities or fears, like, when you, you know, in your career or in your life?
2: Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, of course, um, even if you're super confident, every everybody, like, second guesses himself a little bit, uh, gets a little... Um, you know, you might get a little nervous or everyone has those thoughts like, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Like, um, am I on the right path? And I just feel like there's this Jim Carrey quote, right? Where and I don't know the exact quote, but um, paraphrasing. yeah, um, His dad said that his dad like was also trying to be an entertainer and then quit you know, because he had a family and so started working at this job for like, I don't know, 10, 20 years and then the job and then he got laid off. So his dad said like, look, you can fail at the things you don't want to do. So you might as well do what you want to do, you know, and that's just so, it's so true. Powerful. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's like, you really, you can't control anything. You never know what's going to happen in life. I, I constantly remind myself, okay, here's, here's something that, Whenever people are like, yo, how are you so positive all the time? And I'm like, I tell them, I always am thinking about the fact that we could all die at any time. (laughs) 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 Like, we could literally die right now, right? right? So it's like, why waste time dwelling on, like, the things you can't change? Yeah. Or, like, the negative bullshit when, like, yo... uh, 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 a plane could crash through this building right now and we could die you Yeah, know? it's like dude let's just let's just make the most out of it you
0: know? yeah and watch a lot of 80s movies and watch <laughs> right. right yeah. um, okay I think the skeleton wants to give us some, some, some facts about uh, this movie
1: oh I got the facts I got yeah. the movie facts right here here yeah. we go Okay, so this movie opened on July 3rd, 1985 and grossed 210 million at the US wow. box office, making it the highest-grossing film of 1985. 210 million. Crazy. Uh the script was rejected 44 times what? before it was finally greenlit.
2: Wow.
1: He was speaking of, you know, rejection and, <laughs> you know, persevering. That's uh-huh. that's amazing. Yeah.
2: Exactly. That's crazy.
1: Uh, the inspiration for the film largely stems from Bob Gale, who discovered his father's high school yearbook and wondered whether he would have been friends with his father
2: as a teenager. <laughs> wow, that's a fun thought. In
1: yeah. the original script, the time machine was not built out of a DeLorean, but out of a fridge.
0: Oh. Which is funny, because I don't know if you saw the Indiana Jones, that I mean, I guess the Indiana Jones that the Spielberg did. The, 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 oh, with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Because <laughs> that one has a moment with a fridge. I too, heard. Like, you know, it's like, uh. Well.
1: All the atomic bomb uh, blast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ronald Reagan was so amused by Doc Brown's disbelief that an actor like him could be, become president that he had the projectionist stop and replay the scene.
2: <laughs> what? Wow! What a boss move. That's so,
1: exciting. talking about height here, uh, Doc's distinctive hunched-over look developed when the filmmakers re- realized the extreme difference in height between Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh. Fox is five foot four and a half, and uh, Christopher Dude, Lloyd is six foot one. That's the. I
2: five four and a half. You're, you're a Yeah. I literally. That's so funny because speaking of auditions right whenever because they always have you tell the camera how how tall you are (laughs) i will always say five four and a half right because i think it's funny to say that right (laughs) wow cool (laughs)
1: i think you're a half inch taller than bobby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it took three hours in makeup to turn the 23 year old uh, leah thompson lorraine baines into the 47 year old lorraine
2: wow man she was so hot
1: (laughs) uh let's see last one here uh when marty is being judged at the band auditions at the beginning the judge who stands up to say he is just too darn loud is huey lewis whose songs is the power of love and back in time that are featured on the movie soundtrack so that's actually huey lewis
2: amazing that's cool that is
0: cool yeah a couple of
1: fun facts for a cocktail party you know
0: yeah one of my favorite facts about this movie actually is the um the big executive at Universal wanted to hated the title and wanted to call it Spaceman from Pluto. Oh, I heard that fact right and that. and and then like the filmmakers didn't know how to deal with this it's like we're talking about the president and then Spielberg said let me let me I, I know how to deal with this And he wrote a memo saying, ha 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 we got your hilarious memo thank you so much keep them coming and That's he great. never said anything back <laughs> you know so his, his pride made it okay <laughs> thank you for your awesome stupid joke <laughs> right. wow wow did you oh wow your five-year-old's hilarious <laughs> so it, i I think it's like a great move i i i to use and, and do real life um okay so um marty has a uh a connection, a special connection with dog. Do you have someone like that in your life? Do you have a good, you know, like a mentor figure or someone like that uh, that helped you out?
2: You know, I wouldn't say I have any, like, mentors in my life. Um, I would say, like, my boy Rick, who's been my best friend for, like, I don't know, 20 years now. Um, he, he wouldn't, he, I wouldn't say he's my mentor, but he is definitely, uh, balances me out. Uh, holds me down, keeps me in check, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he also, like, doesn't drink at all, so on some of my, like, most turnt uh, <laughs> moments. moments of just, like, ridiculousness, drunkness, um, he was there to be like, you know, drag me away from when I was probably being a little a little
0: crazy. You needed him back then when you, you know... With that girl! <laughs> yeah. I did, I <laughs> right. sure did.
2: If only he was in the room.
0: Um. Okay, so... um how do you how did you meet your wife? Were you like George, like scared to ask her out, or 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 you know, or were you more like Morty? Well,
2: <laughs> well. Um, long story short is uh, back in the uh, YouTube days, uh, early YouTube days, I was like my wife's one of her friends used to make YouTube videos, mm. and then I thought that girl's videos were super funny. So me and that girl became just like online friends, YouTube, Facebook friends, whatever, whatever, MySpace friends. And one day I was on Facebook, just clicking around, looking through different people's pictures and stuff. And I was like, yo, who is your (laughs) sexy ass friend? She was like, oh, that's my girl, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, I just kind of put into the universe. Well, she's cute. (laughs) Um, And then they were taking a trip to LA because they're Canadian. They were taking a little road trip to LA. And I was like, all right, well, hey, introduce me to your friend, right? And I always tell people, the story where, you know, because she had a boyfriend at the time. And I was like, hey, Tim, nice to meet you. And she was, like, on her phone. And she, like, looked up and was like, hey. And just looked <laughs> back down. Was not trying to talk to anybody since she had a boyfriend, right? Right. But then, months later, she messaged me on Facebook and was just like, hey. I was like, oh, hi. And I uh, texted the mutual friend. I was like, hey, yo, your girl just your girl just messaged me. What's up? She's like, oh, she's single now. I was like, yes! <laughs> I'm in there, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So we messaged for a bit on Facebook and then- Oh, know. she she was like Lorraine. No, she would ask that boy out. She would ask a
2: boy out. <laughs> she definitely <laughs> initiated that first message. I was like, oh, yes. So, uh, you know, after some talking online, we exchanged numbers and then I had a show in Toronto. She had fam out there. So we linked up and uh, and, and I was I started flying back and forth. We did long distance for some time and then got married, moved her ass to LA and- <laughs>
0: here we are two babies later yeah wow okay so another great i mean or another big big theme of the movies is high school as we learned like that was kind of the uh, an inspiration Mm -hmm. uh were you you know in in your high school years were you a skateboarder uh did you play instruments
2: yeah i wasn't really in any like cliques i was a theater kid Mm -hmm. um you know i was vice president drama club um and I did musicals and all that, but I also would like, I would do musicals and then I would like rap battle people at lunch, you
0: know? Okay. Um, is that a, like a nerd kid or not really? Because the battle, uh, I think that like, gives you a street cred, no? Well,
2: here's the thing <laughs> that was interesting about my high school is it wasn't very, um, not a lot of those like tropes were there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the athletes weren't necessarily the popular people. Oh, interesting. Um. Like, yeah, there were peop- certain people would hang out in different areas, but it wasn't like the nerds and the theater kids. Like, <laughs> the theater kids that were in my class, like, a lot of them were ASB, so, like, you know, they were still popular. And it wasn't like the band geeks were just band geeks, you <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was just kind of mixing and mingling, you know? So, um, I, uh, I mean... I I had a good time in high school, you so
0: know. The, I, no bullies around.
2: No bullies that mess with me. Uh, oh, wow. I'm, I'm sure maybe a couple of people might have had some bully issues, but I was I was I was having a good time, you know. I was a theater kid, but I was still cool, quote unquote, you know. Right. Um. I was prom king. Uh. <laughs> even though I was like, you know, um, I was probably one of the only Asian kids in school too. My high school was like 75 percent uh, Mexican, specifically. Um. But, uh, yeah, man, they loved me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and obviously way better than being in Montana in terms of, like, (laughs) fitting in. But, like, did you always feel, like, the lack of, like, people like you growing up? And, and like, did that influence your view of the world or or not really?
2: I mean, you know what? Like, before high
0: school, my
2: school was pretty uh, diverse. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, Asian, black... uh, some like Latino sprinkled in a couple white kids. And then when I went to high school was the first time, um, that I was around like predominantly like Latino kids. Right. Like, uh, but I love, but my best friends, a couple of my bestest friends to this day are still like some of my best friends from high school, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. and I feel like my time at Paramount high and, and being in that environment really kind of molded who I am, to be honest. Um, I like I kind of almost like being one of the few Asian kids there, because I think it made me stick out, and you but in know, a, in a good way. In a good way, yeah, yeah. Like not in a way where I got bullied, and even like you know, I think it kind of helped train me for and out. You know what I'm saying? Where <laughs> right. where when they would crack jokes about me being Asian where whether we were like rap battling or just joking on each other like I had jokes for like the black kids and the Latin kids and everybody we'd all joke on each other you know so it kind of trained me for a while and out and um I think I was able to also just kind of educate people you know that didn't that weren't around a lot of Asian kids I, I remember specifically one of my good friends in high school he was he was half Puerto Rican, half black he was like hey man so let me ask you he's like so there's there's China and then there's Asia, right? right? And I was like, "All right, man, check it out. Let me break it down for you." <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I had a good time, man. You know, like for sure, um, it's it's easier when you're around more of your own people. You know, less things you got to explain. Um, but um, I, I think uh, you know, like I, th- I said, I think everything happens for a reason. I didn't say that before, but I think everything happens for a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know I'm I'm grateful for for my experience there. Yeah.
0: And so you didn't encounter any uh, biffs at the, at in your high school, but ha- <laughs> ha- have you encountered any in in your life? Well, you know what? There was a guy that got a little biffy with me <laughs> uh, in PE. There was this dude named
2: Alfonso that that, <laughs> uh, that used to um, take my lemonade every day um, until one day he took it and I was like. I was like, okay, well, yeah, I hope you enjoy the taste of my pee. <laughs> I told him I peed in it, and then from then on, he never drank my lemonade again. Um,
0: I was lying, though. I jizzed in it.
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, yeah, I think, like, one of the things that, especially looking at what happens in schools today, because I also, my my high school experience was pretty, pretty fun, and mm-hmm. even with, like, the, I know kids could be cruel, but it was very, very tame. Yeah. Uh, but seeing like what happens there is like one of my worries now is like for my kids is like, Hey, how do you, you know, what is the your advice? What, what would you tell your kids about dealing with, with bullies? With and, bullies? Yeah.
2: Man. Um, I mean, for one, I hope my kid never has to deal with bullies, right? Right. Cause it's definitely, it can be, uh, traumatizing, mm-hmm. right? Um, hopefully my, uh, my confidence and my hilarious sense of humor passes down on my kids, so they never have to worry about that, right?
0: Your defense mechanism um, was always like comedy, right?
2: Like, well, yeah, they, I mean, I feel yeah. like if you're funny, everybody like likes you, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So and my daughter's already hilarious. So I feel like <laughs> I don't have to worry about her, you know? And she's cute too. Mm, we in there. It's but <laughs> two, two for two. Yeah. But um, I think if you if you do have to deal with bullies, um, you know, I mean, my my advice for my kids would just be uh just like just hit him with a rock hit him with a big
0: rock so the the, the Marty mcfly like you have to stand <laughs> up to for well, yourself I, uh, no
2: i mean yeah no, no i, I <laughs> don't hit him with a rock but yes you know i think it's good to um you know stand up for yourself uh i think even for me i was never a violent person but i i, I tried to make sure people know that you know i wasn't no bitch i yeah. wasn't <laughs> a little bitch you know and i think that's important as well um but uh you know, I think that, um, yeah, you you got you to gotta be able to stand up for yourself a little bit. But also, there's no shame in um, telling a teacher. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> when uh, when Mikey Johnson, I remember Mikey Johnson used to pull my hair in third grade. Oh, I told <laughs> my dad immediately. I'm like, dad, this kid's pulling my hair. Right. And we got him in
0: trouble. So <laughs> I got <laughs> no problem with that. So I think we talked a little bit about this with your island metaphor. But uh, do you believe that uh, the, the the writer of the movie said that he's, I guess... The big message of the movie is that uh, everybody has the ability to control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you believe in that? Control your own density. De- yeah, <laughs> density. Exactly. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For sure. You know. Um, you know, like I said. So, okay. So I, I always have this thing uh, that I say in my videos too, where and we we touched on this, where uh, you know people ask me. Um, how do you like feel to live your dreams right and I painted the whole island metaphor right yeah so you know so I would tell people to don't look at your dreams or don't look at your goals as dreams look at your goals as a destination right because a destination like that island right it's something that's there it's there for you to take and to get to as long as you keep working towards it you know um, the the you might have to take a different direction than what you anticipated before but as long as you keep going in that, general direction you will get there eventually you know so i feel I like love that I yeah love man that. i feel like that's totally um you know as cliche as it sounds like anything is possible and yeah um and maybe 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 that's the name of the movie um, um
0: of your movie
2: yeah uh follow your follow your
0: destination <laughs> uh, it's so
2: corny though let's stick with hard nipples
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Okay, the previous guest left a question for you. Which, oh. And I think we talked a little bit about that. But if you could change one thing about your life, what would that be?
2: Whew. Man, that's tough, bro. Because, I mean, I can't go talking about how everything happens for a reason and then, and then uh, change it. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I just feel like um, everything that is in my life is, uh, is what it's supposed to be, you know? Um, I think, oh, you know what? I would have learned how to swim a little better. I'm not a good swimmer. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I just I can't tread water. Yeah, you can't so. get to that island without swimming. <laughs> that is facts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a float over there, bro. It'll take me a little longer. Right. But I'll get there, right? Just like we said, bro. You got to find a way, even if it takes a little longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a good swimmer, so I mean- some more swim lessons in the past probably would have benefited me especially now that I got kids you know right. like if they, my kid falls in the pool I can't be like uh, <laughs> somebody <laughs> right 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 <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying so yeah maybe that okay <laughs> uh,
0: and then my final question for you is uh I think although back to you chose a movie that has to be very popular. I can't believe it. I mean, I wouldn't believe that people haven't seen this movie, but if p- someone hasn't seen this movie, why would they have to watch uh, Back to the Future?
2: Man, I was like, I mean, and trust me, I've had to sit down with people and show them Back to the Future for the first time before. i would oh. never seen it. Yeah. Um, I would just tell them like, look, man, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's like, and I'd be like, yo, this dude, Goes on a date with his mom. <laughs> you got, it. and they'll be like, "What?" I'm like, "I know." Watch it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, team. Oh, well, one last question: Why did you change your name? Oh man, I and and how do you pronounce it correctly? for Sure, me? sure,
2: sure. It's, <laughs> so it's it's exactly like it's spelled, except yeah. for all the A's are O's. So it's Chanta Rangsu. T- Chanta mm-hmm. And um, you know, long without getting too deep into it, um. Yeah i'd already been kind of thinking about changing my name right um because timothy de la ghetto was just like a youtube name It was my silly fucking youtube name i said it once when i was freestyling and i was like oh that's catchy um de la ghetto actually comes from an old episode of the fresh prince um he makes up a a, a poet to meet girls named rafael de la ghetto and um i was like oh i'm gonna use that timothy de la ghetto right because mm. um, i love the fresh prince and like i rap and stuff so um and then it kind of just became my YouTube name. And then as I was doing more stuff, I was like, "Ah, oh, man, do I really?" You know, I was thinking about like accepting awards and stuff. I was like, "Do I want to be accepting <laughs> my Academy Awards, slapping Chris Rock as Timothy Daylight Ghetto?" Like,
0: <laughs> right. But then
2: I thought, "Oh, it's, it's 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 I've already done too much with it." So but much, then, right? Yeah. The pandemic happened, and I started thinking about like life and death. And I thought, like, if I caught COVID and died today would I want to be remembered by this YouTube name, you know? And then I thought, well, like a lot of my content is about, you know, embracing who you are and being proud of yourself. And I was like, all right, well, initially where I thought in Hollywood, you need a stage name because who's going to be able to pronounce Chantarangsu? That was my original thought process. Right. I like, I was like, you know, this Asian name is going to be too much for people. I thought, nah, man, like if I'm actually going to be at the point of my career that I want to be, then they'll have to know how to say my name, you know? So I was like, what's a better time than now during the pandemic where the world is kind of resetting to reset? So I was like, hey guys, I'm dropping the Day I Ghetto. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. This is my long ass, Thai last name. This is what I'm doing. And, um, you know, kind of like, uh, like an ode to, hey, my people, be proud of who you are. Be proud of your name. Be proud of your culture. And also like my own family and um, just you know, when I accept that, like those Academy Awards the, or whatever, I, I want you know Tim Chantharongsu. You know?
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's an awesome answer. You had it, you know, you you thought about this, so <laughs> yeah. awesome. Thanks. Bro. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for doing this. I really appreciate you. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you, bro. Tim. Yeah. <laughs>